0: Welcome, everybody, back to the Hit in the Turnbuckle channel. It is our interview spotlight day, and I'm very delighted to say that we have... I'm going to say the best British women's wrestler, because otherwise I get in trouble, Uh, from (laughs) a fellow Essex Ian as well. Uh, I don't know how far from me that she is, but she is here. And I've got a Hal Windsor, because I'm talking to Alex Windsor. Good morning. How are you?
1: Good morning. I'm all right, thank you. I've just been to the gym, so I'm a little bit knackered but i've got my cup of tea so it's all good all is good with the world but i've got a cup of tea
0: all <laughs> is good with the world you got your cup of tea not your scrambled eggs and you're not jet lagged from denmark as well so you literally got back from.
1: Not too away. bad yes there's only an hour's difference so it's not not too uh not too painful
0: not too painful well thank you for taking your time out of your day to speak to us uh
1: yes. quite so at the
0: time of recording it's 11 30 um our time it will, it will go out on the same day so we're fine but it's it was lovely awful. job earlier this morning um it's been a crazy year last year for you. Um we'll talk yeah. You- yeah, go on.
1: Uh, everyone, go, go. I mean I I mean I started off the year with two knee injuries. I thought yeah. I'd outdo myself and sure. get two and one.
0: Might want to get <laughs> yeah, one so three,
1: right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I started off the year uh already with a meniscus injury and then that wasn't enough. So I thought I'd dislocate my other knee as well. So you know, nice. I can't I can't leave one out and not the other. Um, and then once again, I mean, at this point, I'm a I'm a pro if any, if at nothing else, I'm a pro at recovery. So I put my mind to getting back into the ring, I think, in about April, because when I had the dislocation, I actually found out apparently my knees are just dodgy, <laughs> like where uh, like the knee joints should sit properly. Apparently, mine doesn't curve all the way in. Oh, so apparently wow. my knees are more susceptible to just popping out. Um, so I was a little bit like, shit, can I actually go back to wrestling? Um, but the the surgeon I went to, when I said wrestling, he thought I meant like legit, like sumo wrestling. Okay. So when I told him I wanted to go back to it with my injury, he was like, is that not going to make people like want to go for your knees more? And I was like, well, no, because I just tell him I'm injured. And he was like, well, how does that work? I was like, oh, I said, it's the wrestling that's like, stage that kind of wrestling so i was like so i can tell people like look i've got a legit injury lay off the knee and he was like oh i thought you meant real wrestling i was like well it's not not real is it but <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i kind of thought for like for a good like couple of months i was like oh shit like maybe i can't go back to wrestling um because i'd have been advised like not to but it was just a bit of bit of miscommunication between me and the surgeon um and he was just like oh well in that case he was like just make sure um like you You still do like your physio, like you're always like on the recovery side of them. Um, And I came back in July, I think last year. So I kind of only really had like the back end of last year. But, you know, without getting too ahead of myself, I finally feel like I'm actually hitting my stride like at long last.
0: Yeah, definitely. So is it hard to like, and I know it's probably going to sound stupid. We had a a, talking to a wrestler last week with Tommy Kyle. Mm. He had an injury as well. The question I asked him was around like, when you're back in there for the first time and you're doing yeah. a move or even just landing, cause sometimes landing can jolt it. Is there like, Oh a,
1: yeah, definitely.
0: Is there a concern or anything where you think, Oh shit, I need to like, you know, is this going to, is it going to go? Is that I mean, always in the back of your mind or do you have to kind oh. of blank it out?
1: Oh, absolutely. Like it's, <laughs> it's always there. Like, and I, I definitely think half or even more so, um, what holds you back, like once you've had an injury, it's all in your head. Like I did a I did a match in Japan against Nakito and we did a move where at the time like we we practiced the match the day before and we like we went to the went to the dojo and she'd done a move where basically I had to jump off the middle rope and land on my front and I've always had like a bit of a mental block there because I think right if I land this on my knees I'm gonna fuck my knees like even more so I was like I have to land on my front with my my legs out straight if not I could like injure myself again. And we'd done it in the match, and it was absolutely fine. Then, and we got back after, and I was like, "Thank you so much!" Like I was so nervous about my knees beforehand. And she was like, "She was like, I'm sorry for making you do the move." I was like, "No, like, thank you for making me do it because it's all in my head." I was like, "My knees are absolutely fine. It's like all in my head." So I do think like you do just have to kind of sometimes just think, "Fuck it, just do it," because if you if you overthink it, that's when you're gonna injure yourself. Like that's when accidents happen. Like when you hesitate or when you get. Two in your head that you half-ass it, like, yeah. I think the majority of it, you do just have to fuck it off and just <laughs> and just go for it.
0: Absolutely, No, I agree. I, I totally agree. I've, I've had an ankle, had an ankle injury playing football. It killed. It finished me off. Yeah. A kid at the time, and I was, I was, mm. I was reasonably good, but then it, uh, yeah, yeah. You're kind of like what you said, getting back into it. Now I have to watch from the sidelines when my son plays football, and I'm one of those parents. You know what? Yeah. I'm about. I'm, I'm Are you
1: like man. extra, like, oh, be careful? No, I'm
0: more like. <laughs> oh,
1: <okay. laughs> I thought that was going the complete opposite way, but no. No, <laughs> no, no.
0: I, I think I've had a ban already. We've, we've oh, been...
1: you've had a ban? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had a ban. Yeah. Oh, I
1: didn't realise that. Is that a real thing? They can actually be like, look, mate. Like, <laughs> they can just say, like, <laughs> getting a bit yeah. too involved.
0: <laughs> it was either that or he gets banned for a game. So I, I, I took, I took one for the team.
1: <laughs> that's brilliant. oh
0: no so that's, that's i've got all that
1: to look forward to
0: <laughs> do you do you get into football definitely so um i'm happy he's into football but um yeah. we move on to yes you're right It was out to july and it was my first ever rev pro show that i'd ever been to um,
1: oh really yeah
0: no i'm not a, snob, I'm not a wrestling snob or anything i spent a lot of my time yeah. watching the wwe and going to wrestlemania and yeah and, stuff. and then i come on this podcast November time last year, and we was trying to like, okay. let's go to some more shows over here. Let's and coverage it like we do, pictures all over the bloody place that we put out. And it was that show, and it was the show that you won the championship back from uh, yes. Sky, and I think Sky and Danny was it, or Sky and Danny,
1: Sky, Danny, and Ian.
0: That was it, Sky, Danny. And we had the great seats because what, what's the problem? We went to, we got to Bethnal Green, and we got to our seat. And the first thing yeah. I was like, and I haven't been to a British show in years. I mean, it was like the old Wunky no. W the first time was like my last British show. And I was like, oh, they've got a stage. Oh, they've got screens. This is, you know, <laughs> it's a dis- perception thing, isn't it, when you go to these things? And I had the luxury of sitting in front of Gio. So...
1: Oh, okay.
0: It was like being at home, but being yeah. there. So I had both. I had the commentary that I could hear, Andy and Gio, and I... And it threw me because Oh
1: that's st- but that's a perfect mix, like
0: <laughs> Well you say if we ever go and I've been to Rev Pro a couple of times since and I've sat near him a couple of times since. And yeah. it, for me, it makes it because you do miss the commentary side of things. I always think they should come with like the headset so you could listen while you're yeah,
1: there. Yeah, get like, all the reactions as well. Yeah,
0: because I'm not generally when I watch wrestling, I don't cheer I do cheer a bit when you come out, but then when watching it, I'm kind of like tunnel vision. Yeah, yeah. I just watch what's going on. Um, but yeah, you won the title back then and you held it for quite a considerable time, which was really good. But coming back from injuries then and winning that title so quickly, was that, did you think, am I ready? Is it, am I ready to do this? Or it again, was it a case of that, ah, fuck it, we're going straight on to it?
1: I think it was like when I had the initial, initial match and I won the belt, I was like, fuck yeah, like I'm back. <laughs> like it was like to start on such a high, but then it was kind of like after that, it was, oh, I'm, I'm back now, I'm in it. Like, cause I guess like I was hyping myself up for that like, specific date, like in July, that's when I come back. I didn't really think about after that. So it was like to go from like winning the belt. So I was like, okay, like I'm back now. Like what a way to return. But then after that, it's like, i am actually got a return now. I'm, I'm just, I'm back in the game. So it was kind of like a, not really like a double-edged sword. Like there wasn't too much like negative about it, but it was just a bit more of like a reality check after i'd won i was like i have to keep like the ball rolling now
0: you certainly did i mean you were champion for quite some time you only recently yeah. did you lose it uh to danny who's finally won it but you also had a little dabble in the impact wrestling in, in this last I year i
1: did yes
0: and how was that for you because obviously that's a big they obviously now you look at tna now it's back and they've taken yeah. fights of leon trent danny's been over there harley zaya but for you, did did you get the sense when you was a you, Giselle Shaw, you took on right? Um,
1: yes, yeah.
0: Did did you feel like you could feel that momentum that they're bringing when they come back over here last year?
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, I, like I have to say, like not just being on the show, but like backstage as well. Like they're such like a, a good unit of like yeah. people to work around. Like it just it just makes all the difference. Like, and it, it's not like the most important thing, but when you're like backstage and you're like nervous for a show and you just got like a group. even just like obviously like well didn't see so much of the guys there but like in the girls changing room like everyone was just excited to be around each other excited for each other's matches like it just makes it just gets you like that much more hyped up and then like coming back after the match as well like I I couldn't say like a bad word about it Mm. like it was just like such a good experience to be a part of
0: it's really good now and great that they're I mean they were riding a crest of a wave for ages anyway they were just quietly sort of going this way
1: yeah um, that's the thing isn't it like and then it's just all of a sudden it's just like exploded
0: yeah it's been it's been great And I mean we're, we're fortunate enough to be on the media side of TNA so we get we had the first interview last week uh with the decay and it was great for us to have that oh back. nice yeah and it was really good to have TNA back you know because it's been so long yeah. since you know the impact days. but going back to you more importantly you um <laughs> this this last year obviously you say you've come back from your injury what about this year though? What are you looking to do in twenty twenty-four?
1: I think my main goal is is to travel more. Like <laughs> I would love to go back to the States, um, do some like excursions out there, maybe even Japan again. Like I think I think it's like one thing getting back and settled into like the scene, but then it's like, okay, I'm back I'm back in the UK now, like i found my feet, what's next? That kind of thing. And I feel like for me, the next thing is is to just get my reps in like all over the world.
0: Yeah, well, you they know, should easily like. book you. Um, so if, if anyone is in the States that watching, I don't know, maybe they are. Um,
1: <laughs> you never
0: know. <laughs> she, Alex is available and she is, like I said, I have to say the best because you're sitting, well, you're not sitting in front of me, but you're on another screen. <laughs> Yeah, so So definitely book uh, Alex for your shows anyway. Um, But women's wrestling in general, now, it's been different. On the scene over here, it's been brilliant for so long anyway. Obviously, in in the bigger companies, it's always been – I always say it's like a roller coaster thing. You'll get moments when it's been, like, great. Yeah. And then they dip it, and then it goes up again. And now you've got the likes of, you know, Rhea Ripley doing her thing. And you've got, you know – Rick Baker, hopefully be coming back in, in AEW soon. And, and you've got people like that. But is it more like, do you think that it just needs, they just need to get to a point where it's consistently great? Or consistently? I think that's the thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't like, you know, I don't know if that comes down to like storylines, like how far ahead they're thinking, but yeah, I definitely think you have got even just like a core consistent group of people that you can work around Bring a couple of people in here, a couple of people in here. But I think if you've got your core, like roster, so to speak, like that's when you can re- that's when the fans can really like. They're not just in it for the wrestling; they're in it for the storylines. Yeah. And that's just like another added layer to what wrestling is. Like it's not just about a match between two random people. Like when you've got the emotion behind it, and can fans like? Because at the end of the day, like people like watching TV when there's a story to follow, mm. and that comes as wrestling as well. Like if there's no story. Yeah, you like the wrestling, but that's only one layer to it. Like, so when you've got the storyline, that's when people can really like become invested and think, "I want to watch it next week for this reason, not just for the wrestling."
0: It's a bit like you could even call it a bit like the the, the Dan- you and Danny yeah, last year. Really, yeah, you yeah. Had, you had those number of matches where you beat her, and then eventually she gets that win at the back end of yeah. last year, and that obviously culminates the story. But you've got that emotion you've got the even got the people wanting to you can even argue now they've got this rock and cody thing going on in the states where
1: yeah yeah
0: there's that to it but that kind of plays into exactly what you're saying it's meaningful matches with a storyline yeah the payoff end of it that then creates an additional bit for the next chapter so to speak
1: yeah definitely because i guess it's one thing like you know when you when you walk into a match like somewhere like, you've not wrestled that person before. It's a completely different kind of match when, like, you have to, even, like, to the planning of it, you think, well, we've got a story here, so we can't just have, like, a match that's random. You you have to, you have plan it differently. Like, you have to think about the, the matches you've done with this person beforehand. It's not just a case of, oh, I've not wrestled this person before. Like, what are your moves? Let's try this. Like, you have to think about why are we doing this? in this particular match why haven't we done this in the match before like there's so there's like so many different ways you have to look at it before you even go into the match
0: yeah exactly that one i just want to touch back on bro pro and have a bit of fun with you about your issues yeah. with microphones um the shows that i went- <laughs> <laughs> the shows that i want to do with pros, <laughs> by the,
1: way. Um,
0: the amount of times that um you were shouting at andy because the the microphone just kept. We had Francesco oh, as
1: I know. well. Andy. <laughs> yeah.
0: We had Francesco <laughs> recently. We mentioned it as well there, but it seemed really weird. Cause like you cutting this, and then it just goes off, and it, it actually turned into like a, a storyline without it being. It was literally like <laughs> a
1: night with Alex Windsor by the end of it, but yeah. it was like, it was it was mainly because like. Andy had said to me, there's, like, set things I had to hit in the promo. Yeah. So I couldn't just be like, well, fuck this, I give up. I'm go- I'm going home. <laughs> I had to hit, like, certain things, but I couldn't get there because of the fucking microphones. And every, every time I got back on track it cut off again, so I was just like, look, no one's really invested in this because it's cut out so many times. I may as well just poke fun at it at this point. And I did.
0: <laughs> and you've done well. It was. It was annoying. I mean, I was there. I think it was the one... I'm pretty sure it was the two two nine where you pretty much said that you wanted Mickey James at the copper box.
1: Yes, yeah, was I just I was. just wrestled High End. Yeah, that
0: was it. Yeah, that was it. I couldn't remember who but you were.
1: High End thought that I was pissed off with the match because I was I took so long. She was like, I thought you just fucked off because you were pissed off. I was like, no, <laughs> I was out there for like to twenty minutes with the fucking microphone.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was. Um, but it did turn into it's turned into quite a comedy bit now. Every time you get the mic, it's more like right. Is this going to play up? Yeah, come we... on,
1: Andy.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so Andy, sort your mics out when she needs to talk, please. Absolutely,
1: yeah.
0: yes. Well, how was fight? Because you've you've you sort of said you had Giselle Shaw and you had Mickey James. You really had a legend. You thought a legend, really, at the Copper Box. What was that experience like at the Copper Box? I to give you a phrase. When we were talking off air, I mentioned. That I had that heart issue. It was that weekend, yeah. And I was meant to be. there.
1: Oh God! Oh I no! I was meant
0: to do that and all in, and I was on holiday in Cornwall when it happened. And then I was due to come back on oh, Friday.
1: What? A... I yeah, got,
0: I got um, discharged on the Friday. My my girlfriend was just because we flew into Cornwall from London. She was oh, okay. boarding the plane. I was like, "Yeah, go. I'll get a train back." Train strikes wasn't there, so I missed everything. <sighs> Oh, it's
1: quite (laughs) inconvenient.
0: Yeah, thanks a lot, Hart. I mean, yeah, (laughs) thanks for for not stopping, but thanks for putting my blood pressure at 200 and saying God, whatever it was. Anyway, oh, Jesus, that's yeah, it was 236 over 138.
1: That's that new record, is it?
0: (laughs) It may have been. They did, they did ask, what are you going for? Yeah, well, they did ask how I managed to walk into the room. So I gave you that, (laughs) give the question.
1: Okay, there you go. Yeah. You impressed a lot of people.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Full of impressions, me, full of impressive moments. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's get back to the conversation. Mickey James at the copper box. How was that for you wrestling someone of Mickey James's collider?
1: <clears throat> I mean, I guess, you know, obviously when you wrestle someone who is that well known, you do you do sometimes have to just put it to the back of your mind and just think like, they're just another wrestler, it's just another match. Obviously, there's that constant thought in the back of your head that's like don't fuck it up like today is not the day to fuck (laughs) it up so there's always you know there's always that add a bit of pressure but again that is what has to drive you sometimes like to to be able to perform under that kind of pressure like not to say that I've done it so many times because every time it's you know it's different but you do just have to think like you know you, you either have to crumble which isn't an option you just have to like thrive under that pressure
0: yeah I've, well, I've seen the match. I, I did watch it in the end on Rev Pro. You <laughs> <laughs> got there in the end. I, I did get there. It was it was in the hospital bed just before All In. I did watch it. Uh, it was great. I enjoyed it very much. So, as well. Oh, um, thank you. But in terms of that, in terms of like you see all this, we, we've seen a lot more American stuff coming over here now. Mm. Is that just does that show you not only about the British fans, but how British wrestling is in general? Because you see the likes of TNA. Going into going into the talent pool over here in the Indies, yeah. you're seeing more of the you know the WWEs and the AEWs and all that, and TNA's coming over here to put on shows. That doesn't just it's not just a reflection on fans, is it? It's a reflection on the actual scene in general.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Like you know, I guess when any any company comes over, obviously we we know as like the UK wrestlers, it's if if we are lucky enough to get a chance to be part of that show, then that's great. Like we all know the fans are going to be there to see that. Constantly. they're not here for us to get for us to be like getting all the chances under the sun like it's it's really it's an added bonus if they even want to bring people outside of their company on like they don't have to do that and no one's expected them to so it is you know to be part of a show that isn't part of the UK it's always just and it's not just luck of the draw because you know that they've picked you for a specific reason but it is just like yeah it's, it's like a privilege
0: it is and the British scene by the way for those who don't know is is off the charts at the minute. Um in both men and yeah. uh, wrestling over here is incredibly uh, the talent pool is just ridiculous now. Uh oh and- it is
1: yeah uh, it's it's taken its it's been a long yeah. road to get there I think after like covid and that it, mm-hmm. it was very much like oh, fuck is it going to be the same but I feel like we are kind of back at that point now where it's it's back
0: yeah, I think it's definitely back. I've been, I've, we've been involved on, on the channel in, in British wrestling for over a year with certain companies, and we do certain things which I'll get into at the end. And I've got to do the yeah. usual plugs that I have to do at the end. Um, and yeah, for me, it's been absolutely mind blowing. I mean, I, I was backstage with Eddie Dennis this week. Uh, so
1: yeah,
0: I, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom how tall he was. I mean, that was just ridiculous to see this guy who was about six foot. I don't know, six-odd. I thought he had to duck to get in the <laughs> way when he was walking. <laughs> but sort sure, of like, that's, that's an ex-WWE NXT guy that's in, yeah. you know, we're watching. It's just, it was just incredible to see that. But then you get to see the talent that we've got coming in, and we've mentioned Leon loads of times. And the fact that you know when he goes over there, it's just going to... Oh,
1: gonna absolutely, break. yeah.
0: It's gonna an absolutely good. and then maybe we'll see you over there in in a future show. Who knows? Yeah. This cross definitely. Sorry
1: so. if uh, <laughs> you can hear the fact that I'm having some work done in the house. Oh,
0: okay. that's
1: why I've, I've got my headphones in, but hopefully it's not.
0: I was gonna have the bathroom being done today, and luckily enough, he said oh, yeah. he said I can't do Wednesday. I was like, that's fine. <laughs>
1: Perfect, yeah.
0: <laughs> Perfect for me. Which, come on, but that, that doesn't matter. The background noise is fine. But we're, we're gonna start to wrap it up now, uh, Alex. And you've got a fan page. I do, yes. How,
1: for Before I get to
0: their questions, I mean, I, I can't fathom how it would feel for me if someone's got this page dedicated to you, myself. You've got a fan page dedicated to you. How does that even, how do yeah. you even com- comprehend that in your head?
1: See, so I, I I didn't have so much like a, a problem with it, but I think when I first had, this was like back in like 2017. I think the first case I had was someone pretending to be me rather than a oh, fan right. page. So mm. my initial thought was like, I hate this, like, it's in, it, like they're impo- like they're imposters, like they're trying to pretend to be me, they're making up like things that aren't true. And I was a bit like, I, I didn't like it whatsoever, but I guess now there is a, a massive difference between a fan page and a, like a, someone pretending to be. Mm-hmm. So I guess like fan pages, as Long as it, you know, is it clearly says that this is a fan page, this isn't the real person, like it's 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 quite flattering. Like, you know, I think there's probably loads of people that d- just think nothing of it now. But I think when when it is the that first person that is like this is a fan page for, for yourself, it is a bit like okay, well, it's quite nice, it's as long as it's not too over the top or too like intrusive, then yeah, like it's there's nothing wrong with it, it's harmless.
0: Yeah, exactly that. Well, Jocelyn, who runs the page has given me three questions. Um, And I'm going to do it in reverse order. I told you about the the questions before, just so that you knew and you were okay answering them. Um, I'm going to do reverse order from what I told you on the the affair. So what initially got Alex Windsor into wrestling?
1: Oh, well, it's... I will say it's not like anyone else's kind of route into wrestling. So I... When I was at school, I just so happened to have a friend at school who, she was training to be a wrestler. Um, her dad, like, wrestled a bit. And it's just because I was friends with her, and she was into wrestling, she was just like, do you want to start training with me? Like My knowledge of wrestling, before I started, when I was 15, was, I knew who Hulk Hogan was, and that was it. Like It's not like I was a kid. I used to go to shows. I literally had no knowledge of wrestling whatsoever. Um, but because at school, I loved sports, and I loved drama. Like, Put the two together, and you've you've got wrestling basically. So I started training, um, and that was it. Then, like my parents thought, it was just going to be like oh, it was just another phase. They're like it's not a phase, mum. Mm-hmm. You know, like f- literally fifteen years later, I was still doing it. Um, so it was, that was literally just luck of who my friend was at school that got me into wrestling, um, and that was it. Like from there, I just got the bug for it. I eventually started watching it. I think there was a there was a story. I was at my first WrestleMania party. Uh, like, Charlie Morgan was there with me. Like, I've, I've known her for years. Um, and it was the one where Brock Lesnar broke the Undertaker's winning streak.
0: Oh, that didn't and happen the now, match apparently.
1: happened. Oh, it didn't happen? Oh, well.
0: Not, not, not now. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: <yeah. laughs> well, someone anyway. yeah. broke the Undertaker's winning streak. <laughs> And everyone was like, "No," nah. and I was like, "What's what's the big deal here?" Because I, I didn't know. And they were like, it's "Shameful! How do you not know this?" And I was like, oh, "I don't watch wrestling," so I do watch a bit of wrestling now. My knowledge has expanded past that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's how I got into wrestling, literally, yeah. like by chance.
0: That was a very bad night for you to go to a WrestleMania party if it, when that happened. Yeah. That's for yeah. sure. That, not not to <laughs> anybody else. Uh, no. <laughs> For those of you that did know, that was the Day the Undertaker streak broke at WrestleMania. The streak that should never have been broken in the first place, in my my no. opinion. Anyway, but we won't um, talk about that. Right? We won't talk about who beat him <laughs> because he's currently yeah. erased from wrestling um, at the, at the yes. time time, uh, for whatever reason. Anyway, um, so you did then put your top three favorite matches. Now that can be vague, so we'll do it in your top three that you've had and the top three that you've seen.
1: Okay, I will off so The top of my head, I can't think of three matches that I've watched apart from, I think it was two thousand and sixteen. This is when I first started like really watching wrestling. Mm. I, I first got introduced to like New Japan. Yeah. And mm. this is like two thousand and sixteen, and I remember watching the Golden Lovers versus the Young Bucks, mm. and it was just I think the first time I'd seen in a match like wrestling storyline emotions, and I was literally just like. Like, my mind was absolutely blown. Like, I felt like a bona fide wrestling fan watching it. Um, but, yeah, that that match for me, that was it then. Cool. Uh, but, the yeah, I, I, my matches, I will definitely say uh when I went to Takeo Joshi Pro. Um, Danny Luna at, oh, was it St. Neot's or Seagullage? St. Neot's. Yeah, Danny and it was sent the odds, and it was only like a family show. But I just think that the, just the match itself was really enjoyable. Like, obviously, we wrestled a couple of times already, but I will say that was like one of my favorite matches. And oh, Charlie Morgan when we went to Dubai, Charlie like Morgan. that was definitely like I've got to be up there. Yeah, that was just a really special match as well. Excellent.
0: And then the, the last one that she asked was, "How did the name Alex Windsor become? How, how did you become Alex Windsor?" <laughs>
1: So, so obviously, I started off as Liberty. Yeah. Um, it was literally given to me by my trainer, like I didn't pick it myself. So when I when I left Norwich, uh, to like kind of try and break out onto the scene, I was like, right, I need a revamp. Um, and it was actually Ryan Smile that kind of helped me with the name. He uh, he was like, well, he was like, just think of like a regular name and then put like something on the end of it. So he was like, just something like Alex i was like okay that's fine like it's easy to remember and then the Windsor apart it was like not not that i wanted any kind of like link to like the royal family but he was like it's it's a regal royal kind of name and he was like the character i wanted to get at at the time that like i came across really regal very like not stuck up but very you know looked on my nose at everyone and then when i get in the ring i'm like a little devil that kind of thing so it kind of yeah, like Ryan helped me a lot with like the new character in general, like to go with like Alex Windsor. So that's kind of where the name kind of spouted from.
0: I like I do like the character, and I do like the your music as well. I do like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Very very good. I do. Yeah, like... the
1: new music. Yeah. I by, uh, Filthy. that's the uh, the guy who done the music. Little plug there for him.
0: Yeah, thanks for that because I was looking to find out who done <laughs> uh, as well uh, what I would say and you mentioned a good point there, just before we start to wrap up on and get you to do your um how people can get involved with you I would say the way that you carry yourself from that music you do and this isn't just because you're you're on the show this, we've got, I've said this many a times is that I do feel as if you carry yourself like a, a like a main eventer, you know what I mean it's like when the music hits and someone comes yeah. out and you're like okay this is this is somebody that you know you want either this is like yeah but you want fire. you want
1: to have that presence like but yeah. even before the match starts you want people to be about like, fucking hell like who's this person before you even get to the ring
0: yeah exactly well that's what i was just that's basically what i'm trying to allude to To what i found of you when i first yeah. saw you that time at rev pro back in july of last year and uh, that's what that was my first thought the music the, the music yeah. and the presence and the walk to the ring Major, well, you certainly were big time in my eyes at that point. Oh, so
1: thank you. You've
0: done a good. You've done it well. So you've done a good job, but you do a great job anyway. Um, oh, now, as we wrap up now, um, obviously, if where can people find you on socials? Are you available for bookings? If so, where can they get hold of you?
1: I am available for bookings. Yes, I uh, I do have my US visa now, so I'll be taking bookings in UK, America. I've got um, some more shows in Denmark coming up. I'm at Body Summers again next month. My socials are Hale Windsor, um, both on Twitter and Instagram. So you can find me on there.
0: There we go. I need to do a couple of bits. So uh, just you can go for a sleep or something. Uh, right. Okay. Um, big shout outs to our sponsors. So Taylor James, uh, Luna, Artemis, Adonis, uh, Ignite Pro Wrestling, as well uh, LA Taylor, uh, as well as our sponsor, Ignite Pro Wrestling Carnage. That's every one of our sponsors. Um, we also had crowned our new women's champion. There we go. We crowned our new women's champion a couple of weeks ago. Aluna won the turnbuckle women's championship. Smashing Mike did retain. The Men's Turnbuckle Championship this Sunday when we was at Ignite, and we also at Ignite this week, uh, Ben just gone, announced that we are bringing back our fully sponsored show with Ignite. Buckle Up will be happening in July. Names TBC, so just keep a lookout on channels, our channel and Ignite's channel. Uh, but you can find us on at HTT Buckle on Twitter, X, whatever it's called now. Uh, hitting the Turnbuckle podcast and all other social media platforms. Alex it's been wonderful having you on this morning. I will let you know. Oh, thank
1: you so much. I've had a great time.
0: I've had a, it's been a, a pleasure for me. You can go and have some scrambled eggs and start season 6 of Line of Duty.
1: Yeah, well I've finished my cup of tea so I need another one So There, there you go. go. Get,
0: yeah, back, back I'm gonna, yeah, I'm
1: going
0: to Yeah, I'm going to literally get a, a cup of coffee myself, but thank you so much. Uh, guys, again, just keep watching us. We're going to be back with uh Slater Slaters coming on in a couple of weeks, so keep an eye out for him and a few other names that will be dropping in the next couple of days. But until then, she has been
1: iron-willed, Alex Windsor. I have been your host, Adam Cousins. Buckle down, stay safe, and goodbye.